All right. All right. All right. Happy Monday. How y'all feeling out there? Indeed. So welcome to another edition of the Mother's Justice Show. My name is Shikundi Salisbury. And if you're an avid listener, you've known that uh, we've been filling in uh, the Mother's Justice Show on Monday, on uh, the last Monday of the month for a couple of months now. And we're bringing the community up to date. We're using this platform for our work with the uh, services of lifestyle and the Black Legacy Homeowners Network, right? And more information around that can be found at blacklegacyhomeowners.org. So, um, yeah, super excited um, today uh, to just kind of give some updates. We've been working this entire um, year getting things together and um and it's been really good and so uh in fact so so just yeah in fact let me rewind it uh again first of all thank you to reverend walden and the folks over at mothers for police accountability for lending us this platform on a monthly basis to do these updates secondarily if you're unaware of the um Black Legacy Homeowners Network and the work that we're doing, again, you can um, shoot on over to uh, Black, excuse me, BlackLegacyHomeowners.org. Uh, and there is where we um, really talk about our project. But for those that are just listening and not on the internet, uh, Black Legacy Homeowners is a project here of Service of the Lifestyle, and the work we're doing, uh, in a word, is Black Homeowner Stabilization. We are working in the community, primarily in Seattle, but Seattle and beyond, uh, to stabilize our uh, Black homeowners. And so we know from House Bill 1891 and other uh, many articles, Seattle Times and everything else, that you know, black homeowners have been targeted over the years uh, in a way to remove them from the central area uh, in Seattle, period. And so our work is uh, funded through the uh, city of Seattle and the Office of Housing. And we're specifically looking to stabilize our uh, black homeowners and specifically our black legacy homeowners. So what does that mean? Uh, what that means is that we're doing a variety of things, uh, including building out a database of black homeowners here in the city. So if you are a black homeowner or your neighbor's a black homeowner, we would love to talk to them. Uh, and then once we have them in our network, we are providing resources, information, and education to help stabilize them uh, and ensure a modicum of generational wealth. And so how we do that is we have a two events a month. We have an educational event that we do once a month at the, uh, which is where we bring out guest speakers and we talk to uh, the community and educate uh, those guest speakers, talk to us about what's going on in the community. Um, and then we do a fun event, a community building event where it's called the Black Homeowner Happy Hour. And we do that. Uh, once a month as well. And those are less scripted, if you will, no guest speakers, but just really an opportunity for Black homeowners to come together in a space to be able to network, share notes, and collaborate uh, and build community. 
So, uh, and when we do these events, we, we realized that all black homeowners are not a monolith, right? So we have some black homeowners that are legacy black homeowners and they're really interested in staying in their homes uh, and, uh, and keeping things the same. We have other black homeowners that are excited about, you know, making maybe making improvements. Maybe they want to put an ADU or a cottage on their property. And then we have other black homeowners that are oftentimes under duress due, uh, for whatever reason. And maybe they need to be connected with resources, you know, such as uh, foreclosure assistance or um, uh, uh, construction assistance. You know, we have a program where we're helping seniors uh, make repairs to their homes, right? So just lots of information. So no matter where you're at on the spectrum, if you will, of black home ownership here in Seattle and beyond, we're trying to make sure that you have the information and the tools to be able to do what's best for you and your family. And that includes folks that may want to sell their home, right? Like, uh, you know, oftentimes, uh, you know, we have a lot of black homeowners that have, you know, raised their kids. They, maybe they worked at Boeing for years and now they want to retire and move back to Mississippi or, or what have you. Um, and we just want to make sure that they have the uh, get the best value for their home, right? What we what we don't want to have happen is as as black homeowners uh, being looked at and looking to sell their home to some uh, sign that says Freddie buys homes, right? That's not what we want to do. We want to make sure that our community and our black homeowners uh, are informed and educated, and they have all the right information at their fingertips as they uh, move forward in whatever they want to do. And so uh, some of the events that we've had so far with the legacy, Black Legacy homeowners, we've had, you know, we've had real estate agents come out and talk about, uh, uh, you know, property. We've had the King County Assessor, John Wilson, come out and explain, um, you know, property tax and some of the things that, uh, that he's working on to try to uh, uh, make sure that the community knows about things like the senior tax exemption. We've had uh, black homeowners that come out and talk about the work that they've done on their homes, right? Oftentimes, you know, there's many black people that see the construction and the development, right, um, in our neighborhoods. You know, Miss Johnson's house is torn down, and next thing you know, they got six houses over there, right? Or somebody moves in to Miss uh, Jenkins' house and after she passed, and next thing you know, they got two cottages in the back and four more cars on the street. And you just wonder, like, what does that mean? Well, we can do the same things with our property, too. And so we've had people come in and talk about, you know, how to make additions to your home, how to uh, add an ADU or a DADU. Uh, and we've had folks come in and talk about how to split your property and build a whole nother house. Right. So those are the kind of things we have our last month we had a um an attorney come out and talk about you know the difference between a will and a trust you know one of the things i learned at, at that activity was the fact that a, a will is public information and a trust is private right and so again um this is the kind of work that we're doing with our community um and you know we're going to have a guest speaker on in a little bit after the first break but you know uh one of the things that uh, became clear to me when we started doing this work is that oftentimes uh, we most certainly have the narrative of um, 
of the classic gentrification, right? We all know about the predatory lenders that come into our community and try to get our elders to sign documents that uh, may not be right for them. Uh, we know about the people that prey on despair. They're looking at the foreclosure list. And instead of trying to connect folks with, uh, you know, programs to help them pay their mortgage, they, they try to give them pennies on the dollar to get them out of foreclosure and really taking their home, right? So we know about all of these things, why oftentimes Black people uh, have lost their homes, uh, and, and we've seen the erasure of our community in the central area and beyond. But the fact of the matter is that most Black homes and most Black wealth uh, has been lost because we don't have the instruments in place when it's time for us to go, right? Or we think that we have them in place and we don't, right? And so we had an attorney come out and really talk about you know, the difference between a will and a trust and an irrevocable trust versus a living trust and uh, just really having all your documents and, you know, your power of attorney, your durable power of attorney uh, and all of those documents in place. Because oftentimes, uh, whether it's somebody from outside your family or a family member themselves or just kids that can't get along, what happens is we, uh, you know, the, the matriarch, big mama passes away and Next thing you know, uh, everybody's fighting over the house, right? Or, um, you know, maybe the house was paid off and, uh, and there was a reverse mortgage that nobody knew about. But um, regardless, what I found in the work that, that we've been doing here is that many of our legacy properties in the central area and beyond um, was really sold uh, by us, right? Um, and so we, while we want to make sure that we are uh, fighting displacement with the Black Legacy Homeowner Network by making sure that people have the, uh, the short-term resources, if you will, making sure keeping them out of foreclosure and all those types of things, we really want to make sure that people have the tools and the toolkit to ensure generational wealth, right? And that a lot of times that means having a trust in place, having a, uh, you know, your, your will, and just so your your um, you know your intentions will be known by your family, right? And so, you know, to that end, we're having a great event on November nineteenth, right? So if you're tuning in right now and you say, "Hey, this sounds amazing," I want to connect with the Black Legacy homeowners. We're having an event on November nineteenth at the Royal Esquire Club, and at that event, we'll be talking about um, uh, how to talk to your family over the holidays about the property, right? And so, you know, we as African-Americans and black folks, we've always been taught not to ask big mama about her business, right? But we have to change some of that uh, if we are in fact going to be able to have true generational wealth. We need to know where the deed is at, right? We need to know what the account numbers are and all of those types of things. So Super excited about the show today. That's what we do here at the Black Legacy Homeowner Network. And uh, when we come back from this break here at 2.15, we're uh, uh, at the quarter hour. I've got a very special guest here on the line, uh, a person who has been fighting tirelessly for uh, Black people and homeowners in general um, in the central area and beyond and really just calling uh, us to a higher path. And her name is Miss Ruby Holland. And we'll be talking with her right when we come back. All right. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show, Black Legacy Homeowner Edition. 
and we'll be right back. Thank you. The King County Sheriff's Office is proud to support the Mother's Justice Show. We're an equal opportunity employer that recruits, hires, and trains qualified and diverse police officers to practice constitutional policing throughout King County. With a starting salary of $62,000 a year, scheduled pay increases along the way, generous health, dental, and vision insurance, and a take-home car upon successful completion of field training. This can be an attractive and rewarding career. So join us and be a person that serves their community and helps to bring about positive change. For more information on becoming a member of King County Sheriff's Office, go to our website, kingcounty.gov slash D-E-P-T-S slash sheriff. That's kingcounty.gov slash departments slash sheriff. Or get more information by calling 206-263-KCSO. That's 206-263-KCSO. The Mother's Justice Show is brought to you by H.G. Walden and the Virtues Healing Circles. Join us for Wisdom and Wellness with Reverend Walden, a monthly virtual and in-person healing circle that focuses on community healing and growth. Learn more at VirtuesHealing.com. That's VirtuesHealing.com. Also, be sure to join our healing group on Facebook. Again, visit us at VirtuesHealing.com healing.com today exploring new territory every day this is alternative talk 1150 hey all right all right all right hey what's up everybody my name is shikundi salisbury and i'm filling in for reverend walden today on the mother's justice show and this is actually the black legacy homeowner uh edition we do this once a month throughout the uh through the remainder of the year where we just kind of bring uh, community up to speed on what we're doing and our work around black homeowner stabilization. So shout out to Reverend Walden for again letting us uh, use this platform during this time uh, and this critical work. So uh, without further ado though, I've got a real special guest here with me today, a person who's been working tirelessly on this work and just super excited. I saw her in person the other day and uh, yeah, Miss Ruby Holland. Hey, Miss Holland. How you doing? Hi, Chikundi. Thank you so much for the work you're doing. It is so important. I appreciate it. Indeed. So I know you're a uh, uh, Central District and Seattleite. You've been here for years. Uh, it was good to finally come over and, and you know, get, and come to the house. Uh, I came to the house, I think, a couple days in a row. So I brought you your T-shirt and your sign. And so, you know, obviously you've been doing this work for a long time, but, but uh how did you feel about that? Got got you signed up. Finally, finally, <laughs> I can exhale. Because for so long, gentrification forces were upon us really heavy. And now, you know, we have people helping us and we have homeowner groups. Homeowners could learn about all the stuff that you talked about. There's just so much in terms of that we need to know about keeping our homes. We can't just sit around and let things take care of themselves like they did before. So, you know, we have to be proactive. And when I see all these people that come to your meetings, soaking up knowledge, it just makes me so happy because knowledge is power. And um, <laughs> they can't take nothing from us if we got the knowledge and the power. We know how to keep it, keep it going. 
Yes, indeed. Yeah, speaking of that, I know uh, it's got to be exciting to you. I saw it on your face when I was actually at your house dropping off your T-shirt the other day. And and I know that you've been working on this for a long time, Um, you know, and and like you said, and and so to see people learning and and being a part of it and really take being proactive, um, you know, uh, can you speak a little bit about that? Because I know that your block used to be all black people, but now it's uh, three black people, three black owned properties on that. And that's a pretty long block. It um, was all black. You know, I moved to Atlanta in 84, came back to Seattle. I lived there for 30 years, came back to Seattle in 2016, um, found out that my house was going to be displaced um, because of upzoning. So you know, I was like, oh, no, not my, I ain't leaving. My mama worked too hard. And I went to a meet, a Halla meeting, a Halla open house, and I seen these other couples, petrified white couples. One was an older white couple. One was a younger white couple that was in the process of remodeling. And they was petrified of losing their home. And I said, you know what? Even though I was petrified myself, I said, I just can't leave these people like this. So I started, I I gave a workshop and everybody felt a little bit better because I talked about how with upzoning, there's also opportunity, you know, we could have our whole families living on our property now and we could, um, you know, do things. We we, we could offer yard space to rent for people. They're talking about taking their cars away if we need extra income to pay our taxes. There's a lot of things we could do with our home. So it's not as scary as I thought it was, but it is very, very scary. In 2021, we saw some, we started seeing some burdens that they had placed on Central area and Rainier Beach homeowners because of upzoning. So, right. So I've been fighting that since 2019. That's when the upzoning law got passed, and so here we are in 2023, and to finally be able to see homeowners come out of hiding, and and, and you know, and I told every, I was always saying, look. They're writing us off. They're they're writing us out of Seattle. We got to write ourselves back in by taking pictures and spreading them around. But, you know, nobody did it. But now it's happening with you. You're making it happen. And it's just. (laughs) Well, you know. Yes. Yes, ma'am. And that's why I was super excited to put your sign up so high. So, so. for for so so you have a home right just kind of for the listeners out there you have a home with a nice uh get a fence a uh, wood fence right and the way that the fence is it, it's uh it would be hard to see the sign in the yard so what we did was we took your your sign or Miss and we put it up high over by the porch so people that are driving by walking by they can see that in fact uh this is a black legacy home and a black legacy homeowner lives here. Uh, and more importantly, you know, uh, the sign means, uh, well, you know, what's funny though, uh, uh, Ms. Ruby, is that the sign is meaning a lot of different things to, to a lot of diff- know, different people. The that I'm due, don't come up here talking about Boom. selling your home. I wanna buy your home. And you know, real estate people always do this and they send me pictures of my home. Right. You know, 
they wanted to buy it. Well, now they're going to send me a picture of a black legacy homeowner. You know what's so funny about that, Miss Ruby? Is uh, so what happened to me the other day, and I'm sure it happens to you and many of our uh, members in our network. And in fact, just even more, just everybody, in fact, just not just black people. But what happened to me the other day is a guy called me, like they probably call you, and he said, Hey, uh, do you have any plans on selling the house? And, you know, he said my address. And I said, um, um, Well, what makes you think that? Because what I always try to do is keep him on the phone. So I said, Well, what makes you think that? And he said, well, it's a nice house, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, uh, have you seen it? And he said, well, yeah, I just drove by the other day. I said, oh, you drove by my house? And he said, yeah, I drove by your house. I said, well, um, I said, well, if that's the case, you must have seen my Black Legacy homeowner sign in the uh, yard. And so he said, oh, yeah, I did see that sign. And I've been seeing those signs in the neighborhood. What, what, what's that all about? And I said, well, let me clue you in on something. Uh, yeah. Let me clue you in on something. I said, well, listen, um, that sign, in fact, means that an educated black homeowner lives here. Okay. And, and so what that means is I'm either, uh, I most certainly know my value. I most certainly know my worth. And chances are I'm probably never going to sell this house, right? Because I'm interested in generational wealth. And if if I did end up selling my house, trust me, I'm going to get a real appraisal and I'm going to get the best and the highest amount possible. I'm not just going to sell my house to Joe Blow calling me on the phone, right? And he was like, oh, that's what the sign means? I say, yeah. So let me clue you in on something. I'm going to do you a favor. So when you see these signs, when you see these signs, that's probably that should be on the end of your list, right? Because we are least likely, you're going to be least likely to find success with people with these signs, right. okay? We're not going to get bopped. We're not going to get taken advantage of, right, just because you're calling us. Now, I understand you're a real estate person, you're a prospector. Yeah, do what you got to do. Yeah, do what you got to do. But if you want to make be the most efficient about what you're doing, you might want to call the people that don't have a side. Because if you got one of these sides, we know our worth and we're not going anywhere. We shall not be moved. You are talking to, you are going to be talking to an informed black homeowner. So don't, so come up in there with your A game. And not all this riffraff that you've been talking about is not going to work. And that is really the beauty of it. You know, such a, such a wonderful feeling. You, I mean, I just can't tell you how good of a feeling it is for me. Somebody who, you know, just this past February, we was looking at lots that black people gave up under the thinking that they was going to be have affordable housing, you know, and, and they were told in the CD that they had to give up their lots for affordable housing and they left. And to see million dollar homes placed in these lots, it was just painful. And, nice. and that was just February. And, you know, we're scared that you know, how many more homes is it going to be? And trying to, and I'm trying to keep everybody with the faith because I, you know, I just knew that we was going to somehow get out of it. And thank God the breakthrough came with you guys. And 
you know, Governor Inslee helped out a lot and it's just, it's just a blessing now and everybody's happy. Everybody wants to be a part of this process. If, you know, if they're a homeowner or they want to know somebody that's a homeowner, it's just something else. Well, we just want to be, we just want people to, to not get taken advantage of, right? And that's really what, and this is what I have to remind people. I'm not, and I'm not hating on any of these people that do real estate, you know, but when you watch, when you watch some of these shows, right, when they talk about, you know, and, and when they talk, and I was one of the people too, until I really got into this work, right? Because I watched the Home Improvement Network and all of that. And they oftentimes are talking about what a great deal they got on this property because they about to flip it. Oftentimes, that great deal that that flipper or prospector got because they was calling around, that great deal was 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 built on the sorrow of somebody else, right? It was a short sale where somebody had couldn't, you know, pay the bill. They was behind on the mortgage. You know, their husband had passed or what have you. Now, every now and then, it is some people that just got a lot of stuff and they're trying to clear up some stuff and they're willing to just part with a property. But that is rare. Most of these things are built on the sorrow of somebody else, right? But, um, and so, you know, it's important to let people know. And that's really what those signs is all about. So whether it's, uh, uh, you know, something to let people know you're going to respect me, like uh, Miss Victoria Beach with her, uh, she the only black person left on her block. And so she, she got her sign high up on her porch too, letting it be known. Now, we got other black people to say, well, you know what? I don't necessarily need a sign. And that's okay, too. But the sign is a sign of pride. It's a sign that you're part of our network. And it's something that we're doing. And so we're going to talk a little bit more about the sign. Um, you know, when you said there's people with different situations, we have a lot of seniors that own homes. Their particular problem is they need to get out of those stairs because those stairs they can't make them stairs at a certain point. But yes. at, at this point in Seattle, it's very difficult to sell your house and get another one like we did back in the day. Yeah. And you know what? So, Hold that thought, Miss Ruby. We're going to okay. be right back. And we're going to talk about that after the break. Like, how do you improve the house to where you can stay or at least try to find something if you do got to go? We'll be right back after the break here on the Mother's Justice Show, the Black Legacy Homeowner Edition. Today with Shikandi Salisbury and our guest, Miss Ruby Holland. The King County Sheriff's Office is proud to support the Mother's Justice Show. We're an equal opportunity employer that recruits, hires, and trains qualified and diverse police officers to practice constitutional policing throughout King County. With a starting salary of $62,000 a year, scheduled pay increases along the way, generous health, dental, and vision insurance, and a take-home car upon successful completion of field training. This can be an attractive and rewarding career. So join us and be a person that serves their community and helps to bring about positive change. For more information on becoming a member of King County Sheriff's Office, go to our website, kingcounty.gov slash D-E-P-T-S slash sheriff. That's kingcounty.gov slash departments slash sheriff. Or get more information by calling 206-263-KCSO. That's 206-263-KCSO. The Mother's Justice Show is brought to you by H.G. Walden and the Virtues Healing Circles. 
Join us for Wisdom and Wellness with Reverend Walden, a monthly virtual and in-person healing circle that focuses on community healing and growth. Learn more at virtueshealing.com. That's virtueshealing.com. Also, be sure to join our healing group on Facebook. Again, visit us at virtueshealing.com today. Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150. All right, all right, all right. Hey, welcome back to the Mother's Justice Show here. Uh, my name is Shakundi Salisbury, and today is the Black Legacy Homeowner Edition that we do once a month. Thank you to Reverend Walden uh, for lending the platform so we can talk about this amazing work in the community. And today I am joined with a uh, a housing uh, superhero, if you will, uh, Miss Ruby Holland, who's been doing a lot of work here in the central area and beyond to engage and empower uh, and educate uh, all homeowners, but specifically making sure that black people know what to do around their property. So, hey, welcome back, Miss Ruby. Thank you. <laughs> okay, um, before the break, you know, we were talking a little bit about seniors and, and seniors and, 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 and their property and the stairs and, and, of course, senior exemptions. You know, let's pick up right there. I can't tell you how many um, seniors that I grew graduated with from Garfield that had these big Good homes <laughs> and sold their homes. They had big homes and they sold the homes and now they're couch surfing because they didn't get, you know, if you sell a home in the CD and can't afford to buy a home in the CD, you know, you're selling your home for too little. And um, it's really hard to get another home these days because you have to outbid investors who have billions to work with. You have to outbid tech workers. You have to outbid developers. So you know, that little money that you have is just not gonna go that far. And, you know, it's the market rate housing is gonna eat your money up really quick. Uh, you know, you won't be able to qualify for low income housing because you got that big windfall that's gonna count against you. So you're much better off. I know those stairs are a burden. You're much better off trying to um, go ahead and remodel to age in place. If you could, um, you know, rent those rooms, those upstairs rooms, even to a tech worker, you get enough money to take care of your rent or, or your mortgage, excuse me, and, and your taxes. So, you know, you got we got to think of ways that we could survive in our homes and still keep it. If you do just have to have another home, try to get your real estate person that you close on on your home to let you close on the home that you buy at the, on the same day so you won't have to outbid nobody. I've been told that they don't like to do that, but I did it in um, Atlanta and my real estate agent was very happy because she was getting... Mm -hmm. Okay, looks like you froze up a little bit right there. Eric, are you still hearing me or is that my, my computer? Okay, well, look, Miss uh, Ruby, we're going to get her right back, y'all. But what she's talking about is something that's really uh, something that's needed right now. Again, we have tons of seniors. And oftentimes, a lot of our seniors don't know about some of the programs that are available to them 
uh, I went by and talked to a, a, a young lady, right? Uh, Miss uh, uh, Miss Helen, not not the Miss Helen from the um, from the uh, uh, fame of Miss Helen's, but uh, this is a different Miss Helen, and she lives over by um, over by uh, well in the city, right? So I went to her house and I was talking to her, uh, and she asked me to measure. I guess she was missing a window. Uh, and she had some plastic and a kind of board up there or something. And uh, she most certainly would qualify. Um, well, I can't tell you. I didn't fill out the paperwork or anything. But I was reminding her if she didn't know and she didn't at the time was that, you know, we've got several programs for seniors just like her to help her with those kind of home repairs. Right. Um, and she was unaware of it. Right. And so. That's part of the thing working with seniors and 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 just even regular people, um, all of us, right? Is that life goes on and oftentimes um, things change as we, uh, you know, the law changes, exemptions. They have higher amounts, and it's important. Um, that's one of the the things I love about our work, right? Uh, and what I oftentimes find in people, <laughs> I find myself reminding people, um, especially seniors, because they been around longer, uh, then you know what? The law changes every year, right? So I was talking to this uh, different woman, uh, uh, Diane, uh, which is uh, Sherry Day's uh, uh, sister. And so she was mentioning to me about the, uh, I was talking to her about the senior tax exemption. And she said, oh, well, yeah, I applied for that 10 years ago. I don't qualify. And, uh, and I just, you know, of course, I'm always respectful when I'm in people's homes. And I said, well, you know what, Miss Diane, <laughs> you know, they change the amount every year, right? Oh, hey, man, what's up, Ruby? So uh, Miss Ruby's back. Uh, but I had mentioned to her that, hey, you know, the senior tax exemption has gone up this year. You might want to reapply. And she said, oh, oh, I didn't know that. Thanks for telling me. So the point is, is that uh, it's important for us to be able to come back out and remind our seniors and other folks that, a lot of these programs change every year. And just because you didn't qualify for it last year doesn't mean that you might not qualify for it this year, right? So that's super important. Uh, and there's a lot of other things that allow us to try to age in place, as Ms. Ruby mentioned. So, hey, Ms. Ruby, are you all the way back there yet? I see you still working with it. Okay, well, I see you on the screen there. So Ms. Ruby is working on her audio. but um. Um, okay, so you still connecting. Great. So, you know, uh, again, I was talking to Miss Helen the other day, not the Miss Helen from the cafe, but uh, and again, I just, you know, I told her about this uh window that how she could get her window fixed. And I guess she had been trying to get somebody to come over and measure it. It's a lot of different services in our community for our seniors, and making those connections is something that's important to me. I know it's always been important to people like my mom as well. You know, hey, Miss Ruby, you back? Okay. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I'm sorry about that. I'm on my phone right now. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. We right here. But yeah, so in the time we got left, we were talking a little bit about uh, seniors. But I know that you had some other things you just really wanted to to get out to our members and and black yeah. homeowners. You and, know, and taxes, taxes, taxes. That's really our biggest issue right now because being up zoned has caused our taxes to rise, of course. And then 
we got the missile, missing middle housing bill, which allows everybody to make convert their home to a duplex or triplex. Mm-hmm. And that will probably impact our taxes. I don't know how it's going to do it. I'm waiting for some answers. But so our taxes have gone up and they probably will continue to go up. So, you know, but we do have um, plans in place. Governor Inslee has also set aside bills that uh, make it harder for us to get taxed out of our homes so that if there is a problem with taxes, we can get help with that. Um, So, you know, we also want to make sure that everybody gets on the senior tax exemption that's qualified. You have to be 61 or over and you have to you can't make any more than 74,000 a year per household. And that helps a lot for those who don't qualify for that. And there are quite a few. um, You know, I would suggest that you. go to one of these senior centers and get one with one of those lawyers that have 30 minutes for free and get a consultation and ask them is is there anything that they could see that they could um you know fight your tax help you fight your tax bill um you know a lot of wealthy people do that in seattle and just the fact that they have hire an attorney just for a little bit of time the tax uh, assessor is a lot of times very much willing to go ahead and put it put their bill down so you know that's something to worth trying as we work on other things we're we're going to keep everybody in their homes that's for sure so you know we're working on other things to try to help us stay in our homes this gentrification of you know the last black homeowners that's not happening here in seattle we yeah well we we are most certainly here to stay and uh and we shall not be moved hey speaking of that did you hear our theme song that we had uh miss josephine hell uh sing what do you think about that I love it. 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 Matter of fact, you know, the tune is, I I mean, I've been hearing that song since I was a child, but the tune is so catchy now that I hear it now. If I listen to it, I'll be humming it all day. So I got to be careful. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know what? We we changed some of the words. And uh, so what had happened with that is we had reached out to because uh, we really liked the version that Mavis Staples had um, from back in the day. But um, what happened was that in the music business, who knew that there's a lot of things around licensing music and the like. But that song itself is a is an old Negro spiritual. And it's just oh, it's just open and free for anybody to use. But you just have to re-record it. So we had uh, Mother Birdwell from uh, Mount Zion and, and and the whole band uh, get together with Josephine Howe, and they went to the studio and re-sung that. So we got a fast version and a slow version, and we got the words to say, "I'm on my way to my uh, to my family. I'm on my way home." Right, and so we and and we shall not be moved. Uh, and it really speaks to the work that we're trying to do. Uh, and, and, and it's just a, it's just a nice catchy song, man. It really, I've been I, having fun just finding different versions of it and just playing them and you yeah, know, just seeing what kind of version. It's just a lot of fun, and, and it's a wonderful theme song for us. Indeed, indeed. Well, man. So, um, 
what are some of the things you're excited about? I know that you uh, uh, heard. I know that um, uh, uh, John Wilson is was talking about some of the work and that they're going to do in the legislative session next year. And 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 what are some of the hopes that you have, or or marching orders, if you will? Because I know that you've been doing this work for a long time, so you got me right here. Hey, Chikandi, I want you to do what? What am I supposed to be doing? <laughs> you know, with um. With hardship comes opportunity. They always say that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, upzoning was a hardship for us, could be a hardship for us, but there's also opportunity. You know, now instead of our homes just being a house and a home, we have land. We got to look at it as land. And on our land, we can house our entire family if they're housing insecure, if they're out there paying rent that's you know really too high for them or if they having a hard time finding a place if they are responsible we could put our whole family of responsible people on our property we could make our home a duplex we could um, make uh, adus we could split the property and you know we could give the kids the big house and we could take the little adu if we want to do that if they have kids so you know it's healthy for grandparents to be with their grandkids and for kids to be able to help their parents if there's an emergency so you know we can do all that with our homes now and you know a senior yeah. she doesn't want to get no loan but she could have her responsible adult child take out the loan and get a house yeah. built on her property so there's a lot of things we could do so you know think keep it, that in mind and think about it exactly well you know what i want to thank you for your time today uh miss ruby uh we're gonna continue the good fight and i most certainly will be talking to you soon thank you for your okay, time and have a good have a good time on the 19th because that's gonna be scary you oh it is but we, we, tomorrow we built. Halloween, it's gonna be scary talking to our parents about where's this and where's that <laughs> we built for it okay we'll be right back after the break here on the mother's justice okay, show okay i'll see you thank you so much for having me have a good day yes ma'am the King County Sheriff's Office is proud to support the Mother's Justice Show. We're an equal opportunity employer that recruits, hires, and trains qualified and diverse police officers to practice constitutional policing throughout King County. With a starting salary of $62,000 a year, scheduled pay increases along the way, generous health, dental, and vision insurance, and a take-home car upon successful completion of field training. This can be an attractive and rewarding career. So join us and be a person that serves their community and helps to bring about positive change. For more information on becoming a member of King County Sheriff's Office, go to our website, kingcounty.gov slash D-E-P-T-S slash sheriff. That's kingcounty.gov slash departments slash sheriff. Or get more information by calling 206-263-KCSO. That's 206-263-KCSO. The Mother's Justice Show is brought to you by H.G. Walden and the Virtues Healing Circles. Join us for Wisdom and Wellness with Reverend Walden, a monthly virtual and in-person healing circle that focuses on community healing and growth. Learn more at VirtuesHealing.com. That's VirtuesHealing.com. 
Also, be sure to join our healing group on Facebook. Again, visit us at virtueshealing.com today. Going against the grain has never been this much fun. Alternative Talk 1150. All right, all right. Hey, welcome back for the the, uh, final uh, segment of our show today. You know, once again, uh, my name is Shikundi Salisbury, and I am filling in for Reverend Harriet Walden. The uh, social justice icon that she is has uh, uh, been generous enough, along with Mothers for Police Accountability, to lend this platform to uh, Services of Lifestyle and our Black Legacy Homeowner Network. And so we're doing the last Friday of the month, every month now, uh, until the end of the year, and just bringing these updates uh, to community around the work we're doing with Black Legacy Homeowners. Right. And so, uh, again, my name is Shikandi Salisbury. And for full transparency, Reverend Walden is my mother. <laughs> right. So uh, lots of good times, man, over the years. And uh, and of course, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. We're doing a lot of great work in this community and specifically um, today we're talking about the Black Legacy Homeowner Network. Right. And so if you're just tuning in, um, the Black Legacy Homeowner Network is a program of services of lifestyle. And what we're doing is seeking to uh, we're working on black homeowner stabilization. And what does that mean? We're trying to stabilize black homeowners so we don't fall victim to uh, gentrification or other economic forces that would uh, destabilize us and, and force us to. Uh, lose our homes. Um, You know, contrary to popular belief, while we don't have as many Black homeowners as we used to in Seattle, most certainly, uh, gentrification and other factors has reduced the number of Black homeowners uh, in Seattle severely over the years. Uh, But contrary to that narrative, there's a lot of Black homeowners left. And we're finding that out in this work. as we door knock and go through the community and uh, and sign people up, um, we have our monthly meetings that are well attended by uh, many folks. And so, you know, through this work, we're being able to, uh, you know, educate and empower uh, and uh, uh, really just engage those uh, Black homeowners uh, with the information and the tools for them to be successful. Uh, and so we're uh, asking people to log on to blacklegacyhomeowners.org and click on our resources. There's lots of resources there uh, for folks that uh, may need, you know, immediate assistance. You know, some of the things that we are working on is, um, you know, the with, for example, we're working on uh, making sure that our seniors know about a program called Rebuilding Together Seattle. And uh, these guys are doing all types of work for seniors uh, and others. Uh, and these improvements are free of charge. Uh, I mentioned in the last segment that I went by a woman's house, a uh, man named Miss Helen, not Miss Helen from the restaurant fame, but, um, and she had me measure her window. And I was like, well, you know, there's a program where they'll come out and fix this window for free. And she said, oh, ain't that right, baby? <laughs> Oh, Miss Ellis, I told her she reminded me of my mama. Uh, and so, yeah, I told her about the program. But again, uh, there's a lot of resources out here, 
right? And we know that people um, oftentimes, you know, in, 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 in our community, we most certainly see these signs that say, I buy homes, right? You don't see those signs in Magnolia. You don't see those signs in Laurelhurst, right? You don't see those signs, you know, in uh, Madrona, right? Or Madison Park, right? And because oftentimes people in those communities are not under duress, right? And we tend to lose our homes uh, or we do short sales and things like that when we feel the walls closing in, right? And so what the Black Legacy Homeowner Network is, it's a group of neighbors and community members that have come together to, to give you that hand, right? Whether it's the information, whether it's just uh, sharing contacts, whether it's just somebody to talk to about your situation, because maybe we've been in the same situation as well. Uh, it's a network of people that you can lean on when the walls are closing in, right? Um, a great example of that is that oftentimes, you know, people um, are, the walls are closing in, they're getting that foreclosure notice, they're behind on their, for, you know, their, their mortgage, and they just can't see a way out. Uh, and then that's when you get that call from this person who wants to buy your house for pennies on the dollar, right? Just so you can, uh, so you can take that pressure off. They come in and say, oh, Ms. Johnson, I can make it all go away. You know, I tell you what, I, I'll give you, how much is your, you know, they'll give you 500000 for this house. It's worth one point two, right? But you're just behind on the taxes and you say, oh, well, they're going to take it anyway. I might as well get something for it, right? No, right? That's when, you know, hopefully we can run into you and say, listen, did you know about the program with the Urban League, right? The half program, you know, Miss Linda Taylor and the Urban League, they got up to $60,000 to help uh, homeowners uh, and, and uh, most certainly Black homeowners uh, with its, uh, foreclosure assistance right, to help get you out of foreclosure, right, so you don't have to make those uh, poor decisions that we often make when we don't see any way out, right, and so that's what, you know, so on, the, so on that end of the spectrum, that immediate need, right, um, there's people out here that can help, right, and that's what we're about at the Black Legacy Homeowner Network. We don't want to see anybody in our community get taken advantage of and most certainly not black people when we know that uh uh you know perhaps a recession they keep talking about soft landing hard landing right i know that the city's going to have a budget shortfall uh, i think somebody said it's going to be 250 million uh in the next couple of years here uh uh guess who you know when the economy what do they say it's just like anything else like with covid when the economy uh, uh, catches the cold, black people get pneumonia. We're going to be the houses that they come for, for first, because who is most likely to be under duress, right? Who's most likely to need help? Black people, right? And most certainly other people of color. But our project is specifically focused on black people. Right, uh, and no disrespect to uh, 
the, the BIPOC movement, if you will. Uh, I most certainly know that these uh, economic pressures are happening on Beacon Hill. They're happening in the Asian community. They're happening to uh, our Latino community. They're happening uh, across, you know, and they're actually happening in the white community too. But specifically, we're working to stabilize black homeowners because what we know is that when black people do well, everybody does well. There's nobody that does bad because black people are doing well, right? Not in America. Right. Um, you know, maybe there might be some racists that feel bad. <laughs> but other than that, everybody does well. So, you know, again, we're out here working uh, with the Black Legacy Homeowner Network. And we're doing a lot of work with our partners. We're partnering with the Urban League. We're partnered with uh, Rebuild Seattle. We're also part of the Black Home Initiative, which is doing great work across the entire region. Right. Um, we're looking to get into additional home buying support. So if you don't have uh, a home right now, we most certainly would like to help you get one. Right. So, uh, you know, before I leave today, it's very important, right, that um, we want to continue to work on uh, housing solutions uh, at, a, at, a, at a larger level in the city of Seattle and beyond. Uh, but many of those solutions, quite frankly, will be apartments. And we do want to see people get those homes, right? Uh, but we know that in our community, uh, oftentimes our generation, generational wealth uh, can will only be tied to <clears throat> property, okay? And that means the home. There is no generational wealth that will be generated uh, by living in this great new apartment that you are able to return to in the central area. While there might be a, a, a great uh, deal of pride to come home and be around your folks where you grew up, uh, home ownership is the path to generational wealth for our community. Um, and most certainly uh, it's a tried and true path. And that's why we're working to make sure that uh, that path is, uh, uh, continues to, to be there for us. And we want to widen that path. We want to bring more people into the fold. So that's the work that we're doing uh, with the Black Legacy Homeowner Network. And again, I want to thank Reverend Walden and Mothers for Police Accountability for the platform today for letting us come on and talk about the work that we're doing. And we most certainly um, uh, will do that work. So log on to blacklegacyhomeowners.org and we thank you for tuning in today.